From Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International, it's to the best of our knowledge. I'm Jim Fleming. When you were eight years old, it was okay to believe in magic. But if you're like most of us, sometime in your teens, you joined the real world. The magic stayed behind in storybooks, and you got on with your life. Well, what if we didn't have to outgrow magic? I needed to confront my disappointment that a magical world like Narnia, a world full of adventurers where I was a hero and where good things happened, that that world had never arrived. In this hour, magical thinking for grown-ups. Novelist Lev Grossman writes an homage to the magical world of his childhood. A stage magician turned mathematician finds his magic in numbers. And a paranormal investigator says magical abilities do exist. We just don't want to believe it. Think of it this way. If I can move, let's say, a matchstick, if I can move that by thinking about it, it's a very small step conceptually from doing that to making somebody drop dead by thinking about it. And how far back does magical thinking go in America? It really goes back to the days of the American colonies. The occult in America is as old as America. But first... Quentin Coldwater is brilliant but miserable. He's a senior in high school and a certifiable genius, but he's still secretly obsessed with a series of fantasy novels he read as a kid about the adventures of five children in a magical land called Fillory. Compared to that... His real life just seems gray and colorless. Everything changes when Quentin finds himself unexpectedly admitted to a very secret, very exclusive college of magic in upstate New York. He receives a rigorous education in the practice of modern sorcery. But something's still missing. Magic doesn't bring Quentin the happiness he thought it would. Then, after graduation, he and his friends make a stunning discovery. Fillory is real. That's a thumbnail description of Lev Grossman's new novel, The Magicians. At one level, it's a story about a boy who discovers that magic is real. At another, it's a meditation on the uses of enchantment. Grossman told Anne Strangehamps that he was one of those kids who fell in love with fantasy books. Especially Narnia. I was a Narnia boy, which on the social scale of at least my elementary school, was even lower than the Tolkien boys. We were the real bottom feeders. Do you remember what the appeal was for you as a kid? What was it about fantasy that got you so hooked? Well, I think it worked for me on two levels. The first level being both of my parents are English professors, and they have PhDs, and it was instantly clear to me how irritating they found it when I read fantasy. So that was gratifying. And then on the second level... I was not a terrifically happy child, and I really seized on the idea that there was another world out there, a different world. A better one. (laughs) A better one. An upgrade was available, because this couldn't be the real world. There had to be something beyond it. And I really seized on that idea, and I really hung on to it for, you know, a good 30 years or so. Well, today, of course, there's a whole new generation of fantasy writers, J.K. Rowling, Philip Pullman, dozens of others. This field, at least for kids, has, has really exploded. Any thoughts about why? Well, there is something sort of global afoot. I think, you know, the 20th century was very much a romance with science fiction. I feel like the idea of progress, you know, the great potential of digital technology and space travel were so attractive to us for so long. And I almost feel as though...